In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who sends us our King, Jesus the Christ. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you probably don't recognize the name Peggy Lean Bartles, and it's understandable that you wouldn't. In fact, Peggy Lean Bartles was an immigrant to this country from the country of Ghana in the 1970s. And when she came here, she came here as actually a princess. She was the daughter of a king back in Ghana, of a king of a, basically just a village. But they called him king, and he was king, and he lived in this sort of palace. And because he had enough means to do it, he was able to send his daughter off to the United States in order to go to school. Well, she came here to go to school, and she got her degree, and she decided that she wanted to stay around a little bit longer. And she stayed around a little bit longer and a little bit longer, and eventually she decided, well, it would be a good idea for me to just naturalize and become a United States citizen. And so this princess, Peggy Lean Bartles, became just an ordinary citizen in this country. And she lived among us, and nobody really knew what her background was like. Nobody really knew that if she went back home, she would be called things like princess and your highness. Everybody just called her, well, Peggy. Until one morning at about 4 a.m. Now, you know that no phone call that comes in at 4 in the morning is good. If a phone call is coming in at 4 in the morning, it means that it's something at least severe, at least big news, if not bad news. So, Pegaline answered the phone sleepily and said, Hello. And on the other end, it was staticky, and you could barely make out the words, and her language skills from Ghana had pretty much, well, disappeared. And so she was trying to remember all of the vocabulary, and it sounded... She couldn't be quite sure at first, but it sounded like they said, Your father has died, and we're go- we have decided to make you king. You see, in this country, in this village, the king could be either a male or a female. There was no distinction between the sexes when it came to kingship. And since Pegaline was the oldest heir of this king, they were now calling her back to Ghana to serve as their king, as their leader of this tribe of people. And so she began to gather together all of her things, and she began to have these phone calls back and forth between Ghana in the United States, and she found out that she wasn't coming back to, well, a lot of wealth and a big, glowing palace. In fact, what had happened is that the economy of the village had pretty much gone south, and that there was really not a whole lot left. And they needed leadership desperately, but they couldn't even pay for her to fly back. And so she had to 
pull together as much money as she could, and she ended up flying back to Ghana. And there, with a little bit of pomp and circumstance, she ascended the throne of this village. And she was now King Peggy. Well, you can see that probably after a little while, people began to wonder about this King Peggy. I mean, there were certain things that were right about her kingship. There were certain things that made sense. She was the heir of the king before her. She was in the right family. She had been called by the elders to be that king. But yet there were other things that weren't quite right, the villagers felt. First of all, this king was a she. And they hadn't had that in a very long time, and they weren't quite sure that they were really comfortable with that. On the other hand, she wasn't only just a female, but she was also somebody who really hadn't grown up amongst them. She had left for her education, and they hadn't seen her for so long. And they didn't know who she was, and they began to talk amongst themselves and saying, you know, who is this person, and why is she our king? And then, on top of that, she was pretty horrible at the native language. She wasn't able to really speak to her subjects all of that well. It seemed like she was always trying to put together something that was a much bigger thought into, well, a very small, young vocabulary which she had left with. King Peggy was a bit of an odd king. She ended up actually having a pretty good kingship after a while. Her reign was actually remembered for a very long time. But at the beginning, well, things just seemed a little bit strange. We follow a king ourselves whose rise to power was a little bit strange. We have that story with us today when we read out of the Gospel of Luke. This strange king that we call Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. This person who we regard to be our Lord. Another name for king. Well, he wasn't a normal king. That's for sure. If you look at his background, he comes into this world in Well, obscurity in a small town in Bethlehem, the city of David, from parents that were, well, not really the right parents. You had Joseph, who is of the line of David, and you have Mary, who seems to sort of come from the right place, but, well, the circumstances of Jesus' conception seem to be a little bit fuzzy. And then you have a little bit later on, Jesus comes to power as a rabbi, as a teacher throughout all of Judea. But yet, it doesn't happen in the right way, because he's not trained by another rabbi, and he doesn't claim another rabbi, except for his father, the king, God. And his career, his rise to power keeps on going and keeps on going until we finally see him at the point where he is enthroned. 
And that point is the point of the cross. That point is the point where He assumes that throne. Not a normal throne. But actually, the place where they would hang criminals to die. And they hang Him between two of those criminals. Two of those criminals, and one doesn't recognize Him as king at all. In fact, kind of mocks Him and says, If you're really the king, then save us. And save yourself too. But the other criminal gets it. The other criminal understands this reign. The other criminal understands that he is serving a sentence that he deserves, but that this king who's hanging on the cross next to him is on that throne, not because it's a throne, but rather so that he can get invited into the palace. He understands that this Jesus is a king, but the kind of king that comes into a place where they're shied away from and shunned and even crucified. That person on the cross gets it. That thief on the cross understands what it is to be someone who calls this Jesus Christ a king. To understand that you are a sinner. To understand that you deserve to be on that cross instead of Jesus. But that because Jesus loved you so much, He took that throne for you. And He took that crown of thorns for you. And He took those lashes for you. And He took the mocking for you. And He took everything that He could on that cross. To the point where it even killed the Son of God on that cross. So that you could call Him King. That is the King that we worship. That is why Christ the King Sunday is here. Not so that we can revel in how great and majestic His crown is. Or how beautiful and intricate the jewels on His throne are. But rather so that we can revel in His majesty that didn't come to us with glitz and glamour but came to us on a cross so that we might be ushered into the resurrection and into heaven where we get the glitz and glamour that He deserves. Amen.